0: How you been, Evan? I've been
1: good. How are you? <laughs>
0: no, I've been good. Uh, we had Thanksgiving, and That's that good. was good. Um, yeah, we nice and small. I know that you worked all Thanksgiving, which sucks.
1: Yeah, I, I, we thankfully were only open until, like, 5 p.m., which is not the end of the world. But it was still just, like, I requested off, like, a couple months ago. And, like, I don't know, like, I, I'm nothing against working as as i do work so fucking much but i was like can can i please have a holiday off can i please because i've worked every holiday this year my manager said i'll have off on christmas but i was like oh what a treat like Thank you so much. It's not like I requested off for every other holiday that I had plans to do things Oh
0: my god. Yeah, thankfully my sister's mall wasn't open on Thanksgiving But she did work all day Black Friday like she worked from 2 to 11 p.m. on Black Friday.
1: That's crazy I'm glad I didn't work on Black Friday, but Like we're not close enough to the mall that I don't think we would have really gotten the crazy shoppers or anything But I went Black Friday shopping yesterday and me and my friend were like, yeah, we're not gonna go to the mall because like in our area, like, things are taken pretty pretty seriously in like Maryland. But that mall, uh from people I know working at the mall, uh, they do not follow guidelines. They do not stop it at half capacity, blah 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 blah. So, oh yeah, so, my
0: sister is fucking brave for going to work. You would not catch my ass in a mall right now.
1: No. Yeah. I've been to the mall maybe once since COVID started and that was a buy a pair of pants. Yeah, Target um, <laughs> Target
0: is the most populated I'll get. That's it.
1: Yeah, we went to yeah, so we only went to like a couple places last night. So we went to like Urban Outfitters, we went to Target yesterday, and then we went to like DSW. So
0: yeah, we it was the holiday and it was Black Friday, but since last time we recorded, which was a while ago. It was a while um, ago. We have a new president even though the old one is a little toddler baby that won't give up. Uh but we have a new president, and uh Destiel went canon but only halfway, but then it didn't but then it did in Spanish. But then Misha backed it up, but then he was like, wait, sorry, I spoke out of turn. But then it did again in Italian. <laughs> um, so I know this is a shameless podcast, but Supernatural had me feeling it this
1: week. Supernatural got me whipped and that show ended like two weeks ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, my lord. it. Um, I just, I originally made a TikTok saying like, the finale was good. And you know what I stand by that? Like, in- context of like i don't believe they could have ended the show with both of the brothers living on earth having not died yet i feel like we had to see them cross over into heaven like
1: my whole thing was that like i wasn't upset that dean died it was the way they made him die oh yeah it
0: was so clearly that they cut out any Destiel they had in the last couple episodes and made it a Sam-centric finale so that Walker fans would stay engaged.
1: Like, the one thing that just kind of blows my mind is that m- the majority of their seasons, like, they wrap up at the very end, but it felt like they ended the season in episode 19.
0: And this was an and epilogue. Then,
1: yeah, and then it, I just, I felt very, like, I did not feel fed in the last episode. Like, not even, like, caring about the... Destiel bullshit anymore, just because, like, I got my satisfaction from the 18th episode. But at least mention him. At least not, like, kill Dean off during a hunt. And then have Sam grow, then have Dean. Okay, the way they edited it made it seem like Dean drove for 40 years and then Sam died.
0: (laughs) Uh, Bobby does say, like, time works different here up in heaven, so it could have been like five minutes.
1: The way everything was formatted and just, like, executed, I was like, I'm very not satisfied. Like, as much as this show has, like, been in my life for so long and, like, it just did not feel like Supernatural, and I think that's, I like, I know there's a lot of people raging more so about the Destiel stuff, but I feel like I'm more mad just as a viewer point, being, like, 15 years for the last episode to be cringy, a plot-driven fucking thing for the first 30 minutes. So when the first 30 minutes happened, me and Sebastian there's looked fuck- at each other, and we were like, H- there's 30 minutes left? <laughs> we're like, the fuck? Dean just died! <laughs>
0: And like I, I sort of like I, like again, I think they both needed to die for the show to mm-hmm. end. But like the way that the way that he died—that your son is literally God. Like you, you were impaled like, on a nail, and you couldn't be like homeboy. Could you do me a favor? Like,
1: I spent like I, uh, I don't know if you actually went back and watched like a lot of the seasons that weren't like. I'm like,
0: going to once I finish. You Easter, are okay. I'm gonna do it. So
1: but, I'm- So, what I'm getting is that, like, obviously, you haven't been watching consecutively with the last couple of seasons. You've only been seeing, like, the main hype episodes, basically. But when I tell you, I have spent the last three seasons Oh, I've been watching. Oh, you have? Oh, Oh, yeah.
0: I, like, dropped out of it at, like, 13 and a half. And then when I found out 15 was the last season, I went back and just finished.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I felt the last way for the last three goddamn seasons, caring and rooting and like, loving Jack so much for him to be the main, like, plot-driven character for the last three seasons, because he's the main person they need for anything happening in any of the last three seasons, and the fact they just turned him in the God in a 20-minute fight sequence, and then he's gone forever, that's not the Jack that we met, the one he was just like, I'm gonna leave now, Obviously, now he has god power, so he has a different viewpoint on things like that. But I'm like, how can you take this character for the last three seasons, butter him up, and then ship him away?
0: Because they don't know how to finish anything on Supernatural. I'm so sorry, y'all. We know this is a shameless podcast, but Supernatural- we sorry. It's
1: CW. We just have to get mad. <laughs>
0: uh, like, And I feel like it goes hand in hand. If you are an Ian and Mickey fan and you love um, damaged boys with daddy issues who are definitely queer- you, lo- you, you love Dean Winchester. Why do
1: you think Dean and Mickey are my favorite characters?
0: They would get along so well. They, they would get
1: vibe along together. so well. You know, like, and if Mickey knew monsters were real, you know that boy would be geeking
0: out. 100%. 100%. But this is a shameless podcast. This podcast. is a shameless
1: and, um, recap podcast. <laughs>
0: maybe we should do that. Like I said, we've been gone for a little while. Uh, today is November 28th. This will drop pretty soon, actually. We were... You know, the holidays and everything a got us, got us <laughs> lagging, but we getting this shit done. So we're going to jump into it, everybody. Welcome back to The Luck We Had, a Shameless Recap podcast. I am your host, Amanda.
1: And I'm your other host, Evan. Welcome back, everybody.
0: And we're glad to have you. And we uh, are going to jump in with season two, episode five, Father's Day, because this is the show where we recap episodes of Shameless and give our opinions on them.
1: Yes. Also, before we go right into it, um, we can proudly say that we have gotten a couple promos for season 11 of shameless
0: it's been a scavenger hunt we've got (laughs) one actual promo and then some are on only on youtube advertisements and we've Mm -hmm. only seen them because fans have been screen recording them and posting them on twitter what i
1: like that whole thing it was like maybe we shorten it to galovich and mickey's like that's fucking stupid
0: Gallagher Milkovich Security. Galovich. That's a fucking stupid name.
1: <laughs> I feel like, they've, like they were so hefty on the Galovich, Galovich, and fucking yeah. the fact that they made the episode Galovich Wedding or whatever. Yeah.
0: I feel like I am I am a clown. I will ride this into the circus forever, but I am hoping that like the synopsis they put out for the first three episodes, the honeymoon phase is over. Nikki's uh, having trouble not being a criminal and they fight <laughs> over who the man is in the relationship. I really hope that the fight over who the man is thing is them just deciding whose last name to take. Like, I really I really hope that that is what that plot point actually is. Losers
1: should in. just hyphen it. It's not that hard.
0: Honestly. Or just, like... But I do love that in the whole actual promo that we got that was like, we have to clear this neighborhood of the Milkovich scourge. The only one you got reminded was a Milkovich was Sandy, because Mickey's a Gallagher now.
1: Yeah, and then also debbie's hooking up with sandy yeah like even like she did the once i think in the previous season and then now it seems like they're like oh my god also i saw that one clip of um sandy and um why do i always forget lip's girlfriend's name tammy tammy there's like a clip of like um tammy sandy and franny and they're like uh sandy and uh tammy are like playing like in like, like the dollar
0: store, yeah. yeah oh my sabers. god. And oh my god, the little, the tiny clip of Franny with the fake gun and Mickey chasing her with the fake gun. Uncle Mickey, Uncle Mickey, I'm so excited for Uncle I'm gonna Mickey.
1: Die. That video of her literally like running around with like a fucking like AK. She's <laughs> running through
0: the living room. I'm going to die with Franny and Uncle Mickey. He's going to be so good with that kid. I'm so fucking excited. I'm so excited. excited.
1: Honestly, by the way we record, episode one might be out by the time we record the next episode. So we, we need to figure out if we're going to do that thing where we do, like, a segment in the beginning of the episode or if we're going to do mini-podcasts.
0: I 100% think we should do it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it depends on when we're able to record. But, like, I yeah. think at the very least we should do a segment at the top and then when I'm done editing I'll go back and see where that timestamp lands and I'll be like so um around this time is when we stop talking about season 11 if you don't want (laughs) to get spoiled and jump ahead just edit
1: in something
0: yeah but I'm so excited I'm so excited too
1: uh
0: so but in order to get to season 11 we got to get through some other fucking seasons man so yeah we do this episode is I you know what I didn't vibe with it a lot I'm gonna go ahead and say some of the episodes are not that great and this is one of them, but we're going to do it. We're going to get through it. There might be some good parts that I forgot about. I took these notes a while ago. So, but let's, let's get into it. Season two, episode five, Father's Day. It premiered February 5th, 2012. I was 17. I was 17.
1: I was 11. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was written by Eaton Frankel and Stan Frankel and Latoya Morgan, Eaton Frankel, this is his second of 13 shameless episodes he has written on through 2016. He's also written on Gossip Girl, Friday Night Lights, Southland, Animal Kingdom, Get Shorty, a bunch of other shit. Animal Kingdom is also, uh, Emmy directed an episode of it. It's got heavy shamelessness in it. And it also oh. disappoints with their queer relationship, so... There's that. I like that. I've seen
1: that show before.
0: I literally jumped on it because I heard there was a queer relationship in it, and I watched it, and then I was disappointed, and it was mm. upsetting.
1: I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not as bad as Supernatural, but like pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and then Stan Frankel. This is literally Stan Frankel's only credit on all of IMDb. So I, I don't even. I don't know who this man is. He, dis- he
1: died after was Yeah.
0: Maybe it's literally, maybe they put Eton Frankel twice and misspelled it once. Like, maybe this man isn't even real. Who knows? And then LaToya Morgan, we credit her every week. Uh, she was on Staff Writer on 12 episodes. She's written a bunch of other shit. You can go back and listen to her other stuff to listen we to We talk about her every single episode. <laughs> yeah. This episode was directed, of course, John Wells and Paul Abbott are also credited as writers on every episode, but that's just because they're in charge.
1: They're the head writers.
0: This episode was directed by Anthony Hemingway. This is his first of seven shameless episodes. He will direct through 2017, including season three's Cascading Failures and season four's Emily. This man directs Galovich-centric episodes. This
1: man knows what he wants. (laughs) They aren't
0: Galovich-centric episodes, they're just big episodes for Galovich and they're Those are the only plot points I remember from Cascading Failures. And Emily, 306 and 411? Fuck me up. Uh, His other credits include Treme, CSI New York, American Crime Story, The Newsroom, Glee, a bunch of other shit. That's right, Glee. Also, we're not gonna talk about the nightmare that is Matthew Morrison as the Grinch. That's a hate I... crime.
1: I, my two cents is I was in the Glee fandom before it was a TikTok trend, and the amount of funny jokes we would make about Matthew Morrison and the fact that now it's just a meme. I, I was, I, I, I was the blueprint.
0: He's a trigger warning on, tw- on TikTok. Trigger warning, Matthew Morrison. <laughs> His existence is a hate crime.
1: That's so funny. He's such. Uh, oh my god. Like, he's a trip and a half. I saw this- I am I know we're going off track again, but I saw this clip of him, like, dancing, and it was, like, all the comments were freaking out, and I, like, looked at the video again, and I was like, I was there for that. <laughs> oh my god. I- I don't- Not many people know I've met Matthew Morrison. <laughs> no fucking way! I met him in- when I was in 8th grade, he it was when he was in Finding Neverland on Broadway. Oh my God. I didn't see Finding Neverland, but I was in New York at the time, so I stage-doored. And when I tell you my photo with him is literally the scariest thing in the entire world. Oh like, like, I look whack, because I'm 13, and I, like, I don't know. You but have then, to text
0: that to me, and I'll put it on the Instagram. And now... <laughs> I'll put a trigger warning before it, trigger warning Matthew Morrison, but I'm absolutely Um, putting that on the Instagram.
1: Like, I don't know, like, he was nice, but I could tell he was just so fucking exhausted from his show, but I was, like, kind of disappointed. I was like, you're meeting all of these fans, and my interaction was shitty. What? Like, you're... Hold on, I think I found it. I'll show you.
0: The only time I ever staged door was for Idina Menzel's If Then, and it was only because my I like bust in with my class, and when we mm-hmm. was a matinee. So when we got out, the bus just hadn't gotten to us yet. So we just staged doored and waited. And I leaned on the hood of her car and got an, got an autograph from Anthony Rapp and uh, Idina Menzel.
1: You met Anthony Rapp. Yeah. Yep. I love him so much.
0: So I have a playbill that Idina Menzel and Anthony Rapp have both touched. It's Honestly, you're
1: powered.
0: My power.
1: Anyways, we're a shameless recap podcast.
0: <laughs> Sorry for the tangents. We're a shameless recap podcast. Um, So, the synopsis of this episode, Father's Day, is Frank tries to claim Eddie's insurance benefits and pension despite being a prime suspect in his death. Fiona attends a ritzy wedding with Richard and lies about her background. That's it. That's the whole synopsis for this episode. Frank and Fiona. Uh, the previously on in this episode was done by Lip. And then we get a recap. Eddie jumping into the ice river and killing himself. <laughs> H- Ethel has a crush on Malik. Lip is doing West Point research for Ian. Little Hank exists.
1: Little Hank is here.
0: Jasmine is trying to hook up with hook Fiona up with someone. And Ready also up- hook
1: up with Fiona.
0: Then there's a scene of a man inviting Fiona to this wedding. I straight up don't remember this scene happening.
1: Oh, I don't, because I remember when this scene like, picks up. Like, when the episode starts, they're already at the wedding, or like, or she has to say he's picking she's getting her up. getting ready for it. Yeah, getting ready for the wedding, and then she has to, like, say she's being picked up at another thing. But I'm like, we never met him yet. In we the recap,
0: he- there's a scene of him inviting her to the wedding, and, like, that straight up was not in last week's episode. Mm-mm. It just yeah, wasn't no,
1: just- in the episode. And I don't remember. Is it one of the men that she slept with before that jasmine's brought or is it a new it's, it's a new one guy
0: yeah it's one of the guys that jasmine brought to the club and like fiona was making small talk with him then she found out he was married and she oh left. yeah that guy and she was he was like are you into that and she was like no so there's like a whole story chunk that just wasn't there and now she's just going on a date with this guy
1: that's so weird These writers i didn't are inconsistent. think
0: about that anyway karen is pregnant we are to assume it's lips Sheila had a part of a plane fall in front of her and re-traumatize her all over again as she- Oh, all that progress. I know. So then we open at a boat party where some randoms find something yet to be identified floating in the water. It's Eddie's body. <laughs> the ice melted and Eddie floated on over to this boat party and some rich people found Eddie's bloated corpse in the, in the sea. So that's how we open the episode. And then we go to the Gallagher house where Carl is apparently renting out Frank's room again. The only cash he could think of getting that didn't involve swallowing drugs. There's a scene of him like almost becoming a drug mule. Uh, A little cutaway. And so he's renting it out to a sex worker and Fiona is super pissed about it and wants her the fuck out of the house. And then he and little Hank tried to drill a hole in the wall to the room the woman is staying in so that they could charge people to watch.
1: The amount of demolition they do to this house and then get away with and the house still stands blows my mind.
0: Also, just on the record, we are pro-sex worker here. We don't appreciate sex worker, like, <coughs> derogatory jokes. Like, it's it's storyline. I hate it.
1: They, like, you would think because of the way Shameless is, they are very pro- He is
0: literally a sex worker.
1: Yeah, but I think of it as in they are like they are very prominent with a lot of those topics on the show, but then realistically the way they execute them is a very negative derogatory way. So it's like we get it, but then they're rude about it. <laughs> You're like, "Yay, representation." Oh, bad representation. Everyone's mean to this character because of that that trait. Etc. Etc. Except V. Except V. Except V. Everyone gives her such a high platform, and then if anyone else fucks for money, they're like, shame, shame. And I'm like, where do you live? What else have you done in your life? You're shameless for fuck's sake.
0: V is getting that money. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Speaking of sex workers, there's like a hint of like people assuming Fiona is a sex worker in this episode that we will get to later.
1: I feel like a lot of people even though like it's not sometimes put like more like go-go dancer-esque kind of jobs like that in that department but i don't feel like we ever really see fiona actually like go for it because she'd be working all the other jobs realistically yeah (laughs)
0: like yeah ian was a sex worker for a minute there
1: like he like he did like the standard like uh go-go boy thing where like yeah you're a go-go dancer but then you do go home with people (laughs) at night for money but also like get that coin
0: but that was also a Bipolar Manic episode, and that was very... We're, we'll get to that later. Um, um, about that. <laughs> anyway, so, sorry. We, we once again, have stopped giving a shit about doing spoilers. We will, for season 11, we'll put a cap on our, on our this mouths. This show's been out for a decade. <laughs> yeah. Season 11, we will mark the part where we talk about it, and we will. I'll cut out anything else that we say throughout the episode, because, like, that's not fair for something that's currently airing for us to spoil. But still. So, Fiona is going to the wedding. The guy Fiona's going to the wedding with calls her, again, in the middle of her, like, morning chaos to confirm their date that we never saw them make. And then he tells her there's no pressure to have sex just because they're going to a wedding together. Oh, how chivalrous of you. And then Fiona, he's like, where should I pick you up? And Fiona lies about where she lives.
1: She says she, like, lives in some, like, random, like, hotel, right? That's not on the south side. It's on the north side, right?
0: I think it's, like, a fancy apartment building. But, yeah, it's it's somewhere on the north side. She gives him a... a a dress for so she's hiding she's hiding a little bit from this guy and then we go over to the jacksons where jody is cooking breakfast for sheila and for fuck's sake this is the episode where frank has puke on his shirt the whole
1: time Uh, i hate like shameless wardrobe department needs so much credit but (laughs) ill
0: i hate I, i so distinctly remember this episode i hate this so much um so the cops come knocking on the door And Frank has to tell Sheila, who will not leave her bedroom, that Eddie's body got found. Which just makes her cry and close the door back in the room. Yeah,
1: girl's already going through it and now she has to hear that.
0: Like, she won't even leave her room to go to the bathroom. It's really upsetting. And then Jody goes into the bathroom to tell Karen that her dad is dead. But she is pregnant and horny and ignores the nudes of her dad's death so that she can suck Jody's dick. Uh,
1: I... They want us to like Karen sometimes and I say no. (laughs) I do not like this girl. I do not want to talk about this girl.
0: (laughs) But the himbo that is Jody, we love and respect that man.
1: He deserves so much better.
0: And then back at the Gallaghers, little Hank is dragging Carl down to his level, being creepy, and Debbie is still crushing on this shitbag and Ian tells her, she's like, oh, little Hank likes knives. Where can I get a knife? And Ian tells her, Where to get a knife?
1: Man. (laughs) You ask a 15, 16-year-old where to buy a weapon, they'll tell you where to buy a weapon.
0: I wonder where Ian got that information. Perhaps his violent not-boyfriend, Mickey Malkovich.
1: Oh, us both sipping our coffee after you say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So then Fiona is very worried about Lip because he's, like, sort of catatonic after the news of the baby.
1: I feel like they never really, like... Yeah, we saw Lip's spiral, but more in a manic, more than, like, his actual emotional feelings about the baby. Because, of course, like, Shameless doesn't really... When they do dive into, like, more, like, internal emotions, they sometimes do it a really good will. But I feel like the way with Lip is they were like, he's angry and wants the baby instead of, yeah. like, him actually processing, fuck, Karen might have my kid. Yeah,
0: he's got, like, a man rage. Um, But yeah, so Debbie goes up to check on him, and... Ask what it, was, what it was about Karen that Lip liked in the first place. Stop asking these dumb men for dating advice, Debbie. It's a bad idea. They don't have good things to tell you. And then Lip explains that attraction is mostly chemicals. That's, like, pretty much all he says. And then he goes into Fiona's room to smoke some weed and talk about the Karen situation and try to figure out the odds of Lip being the dad. And Fiona's like, I'm not your mother, and I'm also not raising another fucking kid. And she slaps him on the side of the head like a mom would do.
1: They're all still so young, and she's like, get some sense knocked into you, fucking kid.
0: And then back at the Jacksons, uh, Frank goes to comfort Sheila. And, like, I honestly sort of believe he wants to make her feel better. Except, no, he doesn't. He's trying to figure out how to get Eddie's pension.
1: Yeah. Because I feel like deep down, Frank does have a lot of love for Sheila, but then the way Frank is executed in the show is that yeah he has good intentions but anything involving money drugs and substances is are always at the top like that's that's the first thing everything else comes second like that's the one thing that i'm like i know he has emotion but he's he's the worst
0: And then poor Sheila, she's in so much pain. She deserves, like, an actual shoulder to cry on and support her, and she has Frank and Karen.
1: Anytime we've seen Frank give any emotional advice, we're like, no. Like, he always has the worst intentions.
0: And then over at the balls, uh, V tells Ethel all the different words for crack someone at the playground will offer her. And Ethel's like, "Uh uh-huh, thank you. Thank you for that information. Like, it's so sweet. And then Ethel says Malik is the best player on the team and she has such a crush on him. Dude,
1: they're they're so cute.
0: And then V's like, wait, Malik skipped last night's game? But no, he didn't. There was no game last night. Kev lied to her. Ooh, What's that about? V is not the kind of woman you go ahead and lie to. She will ruin you. Uh, And then Frank goes into the alibi and he tells the bar that Eddie is dead and that his pension slash life insurance is about to kick in. And Kev's like, yeah, you might want to hold off on celebrating because the police are sniffing around because his death was suspicious. Uh, Because um, they're not convinced it was suicide because Eddie had been roaming around the south side saying how much he was going to murder Frank for sleeping with his daughter. Of course,
1: everyone's going to be like, yeah, Frank killed him.
0: Yeah. So Frank's like, oh, shit, the cops are looking at me. For all of this, and, like, ed- literally anything Frank has done could come to light with the Frank- with the cops looking at him. All the scams and the social security, like, shit that he's pulling, like, he-, he could be in for it. Oh, yeah. But anyway, over with Debbie and Fiona. Debbie is wearing Fiona's clothes, and Fiona puts a hard no on that shit. She's like, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing? Take my clothes off and go change. You're not an adult. And then we go to Frank, speaking of not an adult, we go to Frank walking down the street. Every siren he hears, he's ducking, he's bobbing, he's weaving, he's worried. And then he goes into the Gallagher house and he says, Ian, I need an alibi to Carl. <laughs> and Carl's like, my name is Carl. Like, I don't know if that was like a genuine William H. Macy slip up that they just rolled with.
1: I feel like if it was, that was so good on their part for keeping it in. And shout out to fucking Ethan for just being like, I'm Carl. <laughs>
0: Uh, so then Frank asks Lip for help and Lip drops the baby news about Karen. Like, Frank's, like, trying to get an alibi and Lip's like, so Karen's pregnant. Like, just... And they have those... the Again, again and again we see these conversations where two people are having a conversation but, like, pretty much with themselves talking about the thing they want to talk about.
1: Yeah.
0: Without acknowledging each other. And then we go over to the balls again. So uh, V is freaking about it, about Kev lying to her but Fiona has come over to to, like tuck the tag into her dress and get pretty and borrow some shoes for the wedding
1: is, is this the part when um uh, V like rips off the tag on her jack on her dress and she was like I have a, I have a, I have a tag gun or is that an old episode that was in
0: the first episode in this one she was like I lost Die. my tag gun just tuck the tag in you'll be fine so yeah V uh, Fiona is coming over she wants to borrow some heels for the wedding then V finds a dirty note like a misspelled dirty note in kev's pocket. And she's like, holy fuck, Kev is cheating on me. And Fiona tries to simmer her down. She's like, Fiona, Kev's a bartender. People flirt with him all the time. People pass him notes all the time. It's just part of the job. Like, don't fucking worry about this. Kev would never cheat on you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, yeah, V. Fiona gets some shoes from V and she tells V that she, like, told the guy to meet her on the north side. She's pretending to live on the north side. Uh, and V is like, so v's like all the way over in her own little world she doesn't have time for fiona's issues but back at the gallagher's frank is talking about how fertile the gallagher men are as he tries to give lip a a, a talk about being a good parent frank the best
1: person to give that advice
0: he says the best gift you can give is neglect neglect fosters self-reliance go fuck yourself frank gallagher and then he asks lip for an alibi uh and, like, tells Lip that Eddie is dead and Frank needs an alibi. And Lip is like, I'm not giving you an alibi, but I am going to go check on Karen. Holy shit, her dad is dead. But, yeah, so then Frank asks Ian for an alibi, and Ian's like, uh, go fuck yourself. No, try Terry Milkovich lying to cops is his specialty. Oh, why were the Milkoviches on the brain there, Ian?
1: I wonder and... why that is, Ian.
0: <laughs> uh, Frank and Terry both just going away would be such a service to the show. I sort of love that in season 11 they're going to be warring because i hope it ends with terry either dying or being arrested again
1: oh yeah oh yeah i'm so excited because it seems like they all are against them this season and i'm like As. even their own kin at this point are against them yes. and i'm like yes yes yes
0: yes and they fully had terry move in across the street from them because the milk of a house got torn down they don't want to use any old b-roll and they just want yeah to so they're like the let's make lot. them
1: move in next door yeah <laughs>
0: We're like, they're like, we're building a back lot anyway. Let's just build the other side of the street. <laughs> and so then Carl's renter, the sex worker, comes downstairs with a client and gets paid at the door, even Fiona, even though Fiona said, you cannot work at the house. And then we go over to Ethel and Malik, pushing their kids in strollers down the street, being so fucking cute with each other. They're so
1: cute together.
0: <laughs> and they're talking about their kids being on accident, Malik, versus being on purpose, Ethel, like they tried to get her pregnant
1: that, and hurt, that, that admits, hurts that hurts different
0: <laughs> she sort of admits to being like violently raped like held basically down. like
1: statutory rape for they were like
0: yeah they, not yeah, they statutory had to, like... she was held down
1: oh yeah because they were like yeah they had to help hold me down it hurt at first but then i blacked out or something and i was like girl what and
0: malik seems so worried about that he takes it all in and the way he processes it is very like You're taking this very well. But he's like, that is traumatizing what she is telling me. And then she's like, I hope somebody takes care of my husband in prison. And Malik's like, yeah, I do too. They are not talking about taking care in the same way. Not at all. Nope. She's like, I hope somebody, like, makes sure he takes his blood pressure medication. And Malik's like, I hope somebody fucking takes care of that guy. And then over to the alibi, uh, V traps Kev into lying about the game last night. And Kev is a spectacular liar. And like brings up a whole thing about Malik getting a three-pointer. Like it's a it's a doozy of a lie. And it, you can see V's heat just get turned up all the way. Oh yeah. And then we go back to the Jacksons. Lip asks Karen if she needs an alibi for Eddie's death. And he says a good way to get back at Eddie would be to fuck on his grave. And they like sort of have a little banter. And then Lip asks if the baby is a boy or a girl. And I think Karen confirms it's a boy. And then he gives Karen pregnancy advice.
1: Do you, I, like, I don't, I'm not the the smartest in pregnancy, but I feel like it's very soon to already know the gender. If we just found out yeah. she was pregnant last episode. But also, I feel like we have to think about it, pregnancy in shameless isn't real, i.e. Kevin V's kids and when Svetlana was pregnant.
0: The no, time doesn't matter with pregnancy in this show. It's it's magical, or it lasts eighteen years. Like it's it's crazy.
1: <laughs> it's one or, it's one or the other. There's no in between.
0: But like the way he's acting about Karen and taking care of the baby, and like the the earnest in his eyes, he wants to be a dad so badly. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts so much to see it. Like oh my god.
1: Take it from the viewpoint that he knows how shitty Frank is, and he's like, fuck. I need to not be that to my kid
0: and Karen lives to hurt Lip. She lives to hurt him. And she's like, "You're not the dad. Jody's the dad. We got married at City Hall. Jody's the dad. Um, you get the fuck out of my house." Like, "Oh my god." And then over on the north side, Fiona goes to meet up with the wedding date guy, and he gives her a super expensive diamond necklace to wear to the wedding, to like dress her up a little bit.
1: I hate that like he was like, "You look the- Too poor still.
0: (laughs) It's like a whole pretty woman situation. It's just like, where this? It it literally,
1: I feel like that's what it was for him.
0: And then at the alibi, Kev is like feeding Ethel and Debbie like chicken fingers or something. And he offers to watch Jonah so that Debbie and Ethel could go to a barbecue. A barbecue, an annual barbecue that happens in the South Side called Independence Day. It is not on Independence Day. It is the anniversary of a woman who murdered her abusive husband in his sleep. Because he used to beat her and her children. She's in prison, but the entire neighborhood has a barbecue for her every year. And honestly, iconic.
1: That's so good. That's like South Side. That's how you know that's a community.
0: (laughs) It's like, yeah, that guy was a fucking asshole. Let's celebrate the day she murdered him every year with a barbecue. It's fantastic. I love it. So he offers to watch Jonah so that Debbie and Ethel can go enjoy it. And Kev points out, he's like, you know, Malik is totally into you. And Ethel's like, damn- too bad I'm married. We should have met when I was 11. <laughs> Debbie goes to Kev for dating advice, and the only man that she should listen to in this scenario is, in fact, Kev. Because he correctly exactly. points out that men are stupid, and then he's worried that Debbie is going to slap him. Because whenever he... <laughs> he's like, oh, whenever I get real with uh, v-, v, I say a thing, and then she slaps me in the face. <laughs> like, it's I mean... probably because you're dumb, because men are dumb. <laughs> And then up in Sheila's bedroom, Karen gives Sheila information about, like, Eddie's gravesite because Karen has been doing all the funeral prep. And um, she gets emotional, like, for feeling guilty for grieving her piece of shit dad in the first place. She's like, I I am, I shouldn't be sad that he is gone. And and Sheila's like, he was still your dad. You get to be sad about this. Yeah. And then Sheila says Eddie is going to miss out on the best grandkid ever. And she shows Karen all the baby stuff she's been looking up in (laughs) magazines. And like, oh God, she's going to be such a good grandma. And then back at the alibi, we get a scene of Terry Milkovich and Frank. Frank is asking for an alibi. And then Terry's like, I'll give you a fucking alibi for $15,000. And then Frank, asks, maybe it's $1,500. It's an absurd amount of money. And then Frank asks Terry for a family discount because our kids are practically hitched. And, like, the statement's not wrong, it's just not the Milkovich you think it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, our kids are hitched, uh, my son and your daughter. Well, your son is involved, that's, that's right. Anyway, time for fancy rich person wedding.
1: Let's go, and then watch Fiona get mad like we always do. <laughs>
0: so Fiona and her date walk in, and Fiona is immediately overwhelmed by all the famous names on the guest list, like, on the table, including Barbara Streisand and Oprah Winfrey.
1: I never noticed that. That's so funny. Those are
0: two of the names on the table. I'm like, whose fucking wedding is this? Anyway, one of the rich fuck wedding guests comes up to talk to her. And son of a bitch, it's Robert Gant, also known as Ben from Queer as Folk. My original, like, gay television awakening. Showtime just be recycling its actors. They really do. I've been watching Dexter and, like, they just do be recycling their actors. And now, Robert the actor and Ben the character are both amazing. Uh, This rich asshole character, huge prick. We hate this guy. Oh, yeah. Fiona's date introduces them, and the guy grills her about her, like, fake college credentials because she says she's still in college because, remember, Fiona is 21 years of age.
1: She's a baby.
0: But then, thankfully, her date, like, was like, "All right, this is enough questions, and, like, steers her out of it so they can go get a drink and mingle. And then we go over to Frank. He sees cops on the street and then just starts yelling, I have an alibi, when they just look in his general direction. And they chase him down the street and take him into custody. And somebody yells racist stuff I wrote down and then then he gets taken over to the detective's desk and he gets shown the video of him and Karen fucking and oop mm-hmm. he could get charged with sexual assault of a child
1: and then also like I want to point out the fact how nasty these cops are too like they are not good guys at all they're just raunchy. Men.
0: <laughs> and then we go over to Kev, strolling down the street of a nice neighborhood. V is trailing behind him. And then he goes to this building and greets a pretty lo- blonde lady at the door. And then V goes to try to storm in the building, but like gets locked out because it's a door that locks right behind you.
1: That was so funny. She was like, she prances up and then it slams and she is just like, fuck.
0: Then we go back to the wedding. Fiona is stuck talking to two moms, like just in a little area. And actually, she keeps up with the kid complaining because she is a literal mother of five. She's, like, perfectly comfortable in her element talking about kids stuff with these moms. It's actually really (laughs) sweet. And then her date scoops her up. He's like, oh, I thought you were drowning. She's like, you misread that situation. I was perfectly (laughs) fine." in that conversation. (laughs) That was great.
1: (laughs) He's just a dumbass.
0: And then he takes her upstairs to, like, show off the rich person's house and all the rich person's rich famous friends, like, that he has pictures with on the wall. And then Fiona argues about his charm. And then kisses him. And at this moment, I don't fully- If you forget the fact that he's married. At this moment, he's like, he's generally been nice and good to her. So I like, don't fully hate this man.
1: Yeah, like, he's nice and he hasn't done anything bad. But you're still cheating on your wife. And you probably have kids, so. (laughs) List
0: of people I do hate. uh, That Holly bitch. She comes to the Gallagher door looking for something she left at the sleepover and finds Debbie with entirely too much makeup on, like we all did when we were little kids. We put too much makeup on her faces. And, uh, or, like, when we just first started putting any kind of makeup on, we're like, we look like a whole clown. And then, instead of helping her, like, a friend would being like, tone down the blush and being nice. She's just a total bitch about it. She's like, you look like you're gonna be virgin forever.
1: <laughs> She's so rude. I hate this character. Debbie is 11.
0: Like... And then we cut to the police station again. Frank is freaking out, as he should, and then he gets let go by the detective who had originally left to go investigate the case, and she, like, hates that she's releasing him, and Frank can't believe it. Frank's sort of like, you're just- you're just letting me go? And he sort of, like, backs out of the precinct, like, waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then back at the ball house, Kev comes home, V is in her underwear, saying- Get naked right now, and he's like, "Yes, ma'am." It's so cute. He's like, "I love Mistress V," and he establishes their safe word. I love <coughs> these kinky bitches. She calls him to the weight bench, and then she pulls out garden shears and threatens to cut off his dick. <coughs> she demands to know who the woman is, and Kev's like, "She's my tutor. She's teaching me how to read." And V says, <laughs> "A himbo trying to learn." And V doesn't believe him. She gets dressed and she just fucking leaves him there naked, handcuffed to the weight bench.
1: I love that.
0: And then Frank goes back to Sheila's place and goes into her bedroom and asks, or he asks Jody if the cops came by. And Jody is like very upset, just sitting on the couch, being all quiet and broody the way Jody does. And Frank goes up to explain the whole thing to Sheila and apologize. And then Sheila is on his side about it and apologizes that her daughter assaulted him. Which isn't incorrect. Like, I'm angry yeah. that it's not incorrect.
1: I think it blew my mind when, like, I found out that, like, Karen took the fault in that whole, like, scene. Because I was like, wow, is she doing something right for once? I'm <laughs> like,
0: Frank is gross and I would like to see Frank suffer consequences for a thing. But, like, in this situation, all Karen did was tell the truth. For once. Uh- she told the cops Frank was drugged up and that she took advantage of him. And, like, it's it's so upsetting that I'm like, this worked out the way that it should have because Karen just told the truth even though Frank sleeping with a minor is not great but he was out of his mind
1: and like uh at least karen this is at least probably the one thing karen says truthfully this season (laughs) can
0: you imagine that actress that's like her first season on a television show her first big acting job you're going to get naked and straddle william h Macy. ew
1: i would be like rip up my contract he's dirty
0: (laughs) but now sheila is crying and apologizing to frank and that shit don't sit right with me no Sheila never should have to apologize to him for a damn thing. And then we go to the tutor's house. V went back. She knocks on the tutor's door. She's ready to fight. She's taking off her earrings. She's like, I'm the woman. whose man, you fucking? And then a little kid comes to the door and, like, calls her miss something. And she's like, oh, fuck, this is a teacher.
1: I love V, but, like, girl. <laughs>
0: she puts the earrings back on. She's like, have a nice day. Goodbye. And then, speaking of truth tellers, Karen and Frank run into each other in the hallway of the Jackson house. And he thanks her. And then she thanks him for killing Eddie, and he just simply doesn't correct her.
1: Because <laughs> I think, because she definitely thinks he killed him, he was like, so I can't get him sent to jail because he did that favor for me, so let me tell the truth. Because, you know, realistically, I feel like if Eddie was alive, she would have thrown him under the bus in an instant, i.e. Frank.
0: And then some fancy music cues up, and we go back to the wedding, where shitty rich people are being shitty and rich. And Fiona gets quartered by the Robert Gantt character, and he accuses her of being a sex worker. And then he accuses her of being a gold digger. He's like, well, if you're not a sex worker, you're a gold digger. And then he threatens to tell her date the truth. He's like, you didn't go to college. I know that, like, everything you're saying was made up because I went to that school. And, she, and he's like, I'll keep your secret if you fuck me.
1: I hate rich people.
0: Fiona does not take kindly to threats. She, she's like, oh, you're going to tell him the truth if I don't fuck you? Anyway, here's the truth. She just tells her date everything. She's like, I'm from the South Side. I'm not in college. And uh, go fuck yourself. Your friends are assholes. He follows her. She storms out. And he follows her out.
1: Follows her. Like, what a man. But still, he's on thin ice, too. <laughs>
0: the being married is the only thing that I hate this guy for. Everything else, yeah. he has been a perfect gentleman to Fiona this whole time. He follows her out. She's like, where can I catch the L from here? He's like, let me- I don't want to be in this place with these shitty people, either. Let me take you home. And so we- he. He takes her home. Takes it's her really- home.
1: He drives her to the south side.
0: And then from one confrontation to another, uh, Lip pounds on Karen's door and demands to know who the father is. And she, again, says, "Jody is the dad. He is my husband. Jody is the dad. And Lip calls him an idiot. And she's like, quiet and nice does not make him an idiot. I'm like, hmm. And Lip it's just angry and he yells i'm not my fucking dad and like it's so sad this fight sucks mm. so much
1: He doesn't want to be seen as frank so badly he's like
0: i'm not you hear me i'm not my fucking dad like him with not wanting to be frank and ian later on with not wanting to be monica it just shatters my little heart it just kills me don't even get me into mickey not wanting to be his dad too like ah, that's a whole different <sighs> one more.
1: Don't get me started.
0: There's no Mickey in this episode, so we just keep talking about him. And then the colonel that Lip had been talking to about West Point comes and knocks on the Gallagher door. Carl thinks he's a client for Bev, but the guy's like, no, I'm here for your brother. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Because, like, doesn't, like, um, Carl assume it's for Ian because the guy's in, like, his whole, like, military getup or whatever?
0: Yeah, he's in, like, his dress uniform. So Ian comes downstairs, sees the colonel, and salutes him in his whole ROTC fashion. And he's initially super excited that this guy is in his fucking living room. He's like, oh my god, a West Point colonel is at my house. And the guy hands Ian an application, and then Ian finds out the application is for lip. The guy is interested in lip for West Point. And Ian gets very sad. Why can't Ian have good things? I don't want him to be in the army, but I would like him to get the things that he wants to have. So baby boy's heart is shattered. Speaking of shattered, Fiona is in the car on her way home with a rich guy who admits that he's like I know you didn't go to Princeton. Tell me your address, I will take you to your house. And she gives him her actual address in the South Side. Again, no points against this guy. Is he kind of passing the vibe check?
1: Yeah, no, he's chilling. Like I like him.
0: And then we go over to Debbie again, yet another Gallagher running to a Milkovich when they need comfort and and love and help. She's she's at the Gallo- the Milk yeah. <laughs> the
1: Gallavich
0: house, the Milkovich house. To see Mandy, because Mandy is a good friend. And Debbie's like, will you make me pretty like you? Oh, baby. And Mandy's like, yeah, come in my house. She does Debbie's makeup. She tells Debbie she has beautiful eyes and to take her time growing up. Mandy's so nice. She doesn't know that's about to be her sister-in-law. Like, she's such (laughs) a big sister to Debbie. It's so sweet. And then the moment is ruined by, Cherry, by Terry the Child Predator, Um, but we're going to ignore it because the Mandy and Debbie part of it. We
1: did not need that comment from Terry.
0: Is Mickey holding down the cash and grab on his own today? Is it closed? Because he's not at home, and he's not with Ian.
1: Who knows work. where Mickey is? <laughs> where
0: do Mickey be? Someone who will also be ruined by Terry Milkovich in the future. Ian is doing angry push-ups in his and Lip's room when Lip comes home, complaining about Karen and the baby. And Ian's like, oh yeah, how many push-ups can you do, Lip? How many miles can you run? And he throws the West Point application at Lip. And he's like, I don't need any of your fucking help. The guy only came here for you. Do you know what an honor it is to have an officer come to your house and give you an application? Like, Ian Ian is destroyed by this. And Lip is all fired up from the Karen thing. So they get into a whole screaming match.
1: They fuck each other up. They
0: fuck each other up! Like, because it's just building up on both of their ends, so they just explode on each other. It's a knockdown, drag-out fist fight, and, like, they honestly needed that. They needed to get some shit out of their system. To get their anger out. Do I wish they t- stopped trying to solve Ian's personal relationship problems with his fucking fists? Surely I do.
1: But I feel like I, I feel like they didn't really branch on or let Lip get his two cents, as in, obviously, he wasn't trying to get that application for himself. The only reason why he was hanging out with that guy is to butter him up for Ian, but before, he could probably get his two cents in about, like, hey, I want you to check out my brother. The guy was like, I like you instead. So, like, it's like, sucks on both of their parts. Because I was like, Lip doesn't want to go there. He, and Ian doesn't know that. But Lip knows that. But the recruiter doesn't know about Ian yet. But it, it's so, it sucks for both of them. And it, like, hurts because I'm like, there's they just want to do it. <laughs> and so
0: yeah of course every relationship problem be it familial or his relationships gets solved with ian's fists and they continue yep. that into season 11 apparently
1: the boys just keep fucking fighting
0: you know if they ever had like lips swinging on tammy or kev swinging on v it would be an entirely different situation oh
1: yeah it would be like a whole domestic violence like fucking like three-part episode dealing with it but no mickey and ian can beat the life out of each other and they're like (laughs) love you
0: boys doing boy things like no that's that's not good sorry we're never gonna stop getting off ian and mickey tangents we never are it's it's we never will we're built different like So Ian gets up and leaves and leaves Lip laying in the bathtub with the shower pouring down on him and Ian's like, I don't need your fucking help. I will make it into West Point on my own. And you know what Ian can use right now? His boyfriend. We miss you, Mickey. Back at the ball house, V comes home. We find out that Kev had to yell for 20 minutes naked, handcuffed to that weight bench before Malik heard him and picked the handcuffs that were holding him down. And V's like, you're letting Ethel hang out with a boy who knows how to pick handcuffs? And V is like, I can't believe I didn't know that you didn't know how to read, Kev. And Kev basically explains that he's dyslexic. He's like, I bounced around in the foster system and like nobody ever fixed it. So I'm trying to fix it. Like, I love
1: you. He's so cute. And like, I hate that V didn't like believe him at first, but like, at least like she's like, damn. <laughs> I can't
0: believe I didn't know that that you were dyslexic. And he's like Our anniversary is coming up, and I wanted to write you a card. He's like, Mm. the kids always, like, do my taxes and my cards and stuff. I wanted to write you a card myself for our anniversary. I'm like, that is so fucking
1: cute. I love them so much. They're, like, the only, like, straight couple I care about. (laughs) Out of all of television. Because
0: the other straight couples that I care about, at least one of them is queer. Like, Jake Peralta and Amy... And Amy Santiago, that's a bi. He's a bi king. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. That's a bi king right there. Chidi Aragonye and uh, Eleanor Shellstrop from The Good Place. She's that's a bi queen right there. Not convinced Ooh, Chidi's completely that. straight either. I could go on a whole thing.
1: Any um, queer characters I like are in question if they're canon or not. So oh we. Yeah. Don't... <laughs> I
0: decide you're queer until you prove to me you're not. That's that's my. You have to come out as a hetero to me. <laughs>
1: no one's cis unless you actually i mean no one's straight unless you say you are Oh,
0: that too. <laughs> no one's cis unless you say so
1: everyone is non-binary until they correct me
0: <laughs> non-binary and queer until until proven otherwise until proven exactly. otherwise see
1: uh, see see how it feels sissies this is the default
0: <laughs> that's the gay agenda right there um
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh my god.
0: So, then over to the party for the woman who killed her abusive husband, there is a pinata of the piece of shit that the entire neighborhood gets to take a whack at. This party sounds amazing.
1: This party's so lit, and I'm so mad they don't have anything like this in later seasons, because I'm, like, a community coming together. Celebrating a woman taking control and power. (laughs) Beating up a fucking predator, like... Hell yeah. Good ass barbecue. A good ass barbecue. That food looks so good.
0: The detective at the barbecue is there with her girlfriend and Frank tries to brush over everything with her. And she's like, yeah, uh, you might have gotten away with that. I still think Eddie's death is suspicious. And Frank's like, well, try to prove it. She's like, I'm fucking will. That's my literal job. And then Carl is straight up bragging at the party that Frank killed Eddie.
1: I love Carl.
0: And then over at the other end of the party, Hank is drunk. 11 years old,
1: drunk. He's drinking, like, a 40. He's drinking, like, a fucking, like, malt 40. And I'm like, oh, that poor boy gonna have a, oh.
0: And he's bitching because Holly stood him up. And Debbie's like, well, well, I'm here. And she goes over and tries to take care of him because she's a caretaker because she's got daddy issues. And then Jody sticks his entire face in a grill trying to get it to light because he's a himbo, and we love and appreciate him. And then Karen goes up to him for a hug, and, like, he comforts her. And, like, honestly, they're very sweet. I don't love her that much, but they're they're really cute.
1: They're cute when Karen isn't talking. Yes.
0: <laughs> and then the Holly girl come Again, this girl is, like, fully maybe 12 or, or 13. Comes up to Lip and flirts by saying she got a morning-after pill from her sister. And take lesson, kids. Even though Lip is upset and drunk, He still chooses not to flirt or have sex with a minor.
1: We love a smart king.
0: Turns out it's super easy to just not do that. Who would have known? Who would have (laughs) thought? Instead, he walks away and he picks a fight with a super buff dude because he's like, you know what I need right now is pain. So he gets his shit rocked by starting a fight with the, uh, the guy who was apparently a kid of the woman that killed her abusive husband. He needs to feel something. So he just chooses to get his ass kicked. Sheila also needs to feel something. Frank comes in with a plate from the barbecue for her, and like sits. She's like, "You brought me food from the barbecue." Very cute. <clears throat> he tries to get her to come downstairs to eat. She ignores that, and she says, "The silver lining in Eddie's death is that I'm free to marry now." And then Frank, like, <clears throat> nervously laughs and backs his way out of the room.
1: That's what you get, Frank.
0: From consequences to rewards at the ball house, V comes home. Comes in the room wearing nothing but post its on her body. For Kev to read and then remove. It was,
1: it's so cute. And, like, they're, like, on, like, her nipples and, like, her, like, little, my favorite part is, like, when he's trying to read, uh, the navel. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, two more until I get to your (laughs)
0: hoo-ha! But there's one, it's blank and you miss it because it's not in the second shot of it. But the one over her heart says Kev.
1: I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. so
0: cute. I'm like gonna cry. It's so cute.
1: I'm already crying.
0: Back at the barbecue, Malik brings Ethel a treat and says her father, because he he told her that his dad is also in prison. He's like, um, my dad and my uncle in prison, they're going to take care of your husband, Clive. And she's like, oh, thank you. Because she thinks it means they're going to get him his heart medication. No, because we cut to a scene in prison showers where the guy says, this one's from Ethel. And then fucking stabs that man.
1: Yep, they shiv him.
0: As he deserves. Just stabs him. Then again, back at the barbecue, everyone's having a great time, but Lip is beat up and sad and losing his shit. So he stumbles away from the party to go to the smoke under the L. And like, as we're seeing him stumble, we see the town car Fiona is in pass by. And then Fiona pulls up to her house with her date, and he sees where she lives now. And then he still asks her to dinner and offers for her to keep the necklace. And she's like, no, I would simply that for grocery money so you keep that and uh then she turns around she's about to walk into the house and jimmy steve walks down the stairs of the house next door guess who's here which is a casual hey like they saw each other yesterday like hey walking out of the house that he gave to tony just chilling and her date she's struck she's like what the what 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 the what? And then Fiona's date drives away, and she and Steve just sort of stare at each other. <laughs> and Tony isn't home, so he asks where Tony is, and she just doesn't say anything. And then he tells her she looks great, and then he gets in a fancy car, and he drives away. And then we cut to credits.
1: What? The audacity? The audacity!
0: The lion, and the witch and the audacity of this bitch. <laughs> And then the after credit scene is Karen taking a piss on her dad's gravestone, which is her right.
1: Her um, right. That scene is so funny. It's literally her just, like, crouched over it, just, like, and then she gets up and walks away. I'm like, I- icon, I guess?
0: <laughs> and then the credit song is Mission Control by the Wings.
1: Hell yeah.
0: That's it. That was the episode.
1: That was the episode. How do we feel about it, Evan? I like it. I feel like we, t- I, like, always say, like, in the earlier seasons, I really missed all of, like, the family having, like, kind of, like... Even though they have their own conflicting stories, we still get to see them all together a lot. Like, this was how I felt about this, like, episode. Because, like, even though they had all their contradicting things... Like, they all were, like, at the barbecue or they all were at the Gallagher's and stuff like that. But also, not enough E in this episode. He was there in one scene. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I do love that there was, like, a little bit of everybody's storyline. And, like, that it was a little bit well-spaced out. I-, I could always do with less Frank. Less Frank is always my goal.
1: Yeah, less Frank. Frank-centric episodes, bored.
0: Um, Fiona's episode, Fiona's storyline was weird because it, cause it felt like we jumped in the middle of something that they actually never ended up showing us the beginning of.
1: And then they, like stretched it out but still didn't give us anything
0: yeah that and that guy i like it's not a spoiler but that guy she went to the wedding with just disappears i don't think we ever see him again
1: i feel like there. i think like we get some mention of him or like another guy that like um jasmine tries to like have her meet meet up with again but then i don't think we ever see them again
0: yeah i it's this episode was weird it was a weird one i love that barbecue i wish that barbecue had. i love I would like them to remember that barbecue happens so that we could just, like, get it in, in season <laughs> 11. I don't know. I just want it. I just want it. We're not going to because we're doing COVID in season 11, but still. um, I You know, it was fine. The next episode has Grammy Gallagher in the meth lab,
1: so that's going to be fun. Uh, my, an emphasis on the amount of damage they can do that to that house, and it somehow is still standing.
0: <laughs> oh, but Grammy Gallagher, Grammy Gallagher and... um. And Sheila, Grammy pulls some good shit out of Sheila. Like, it's fantastic. He
1: pulls another person out of Sheila. Like, I don't know that woman, but I love that woman.
0: Very excited for it. Um, only two more episodes until uh, more Mickey. And of course Mike O'Malley writes that one. God damn it. God damn it.
1: <laughs> michael malley sometimes you overwrite
0: they're the writers i'm like looking at my spreadsheet right now the writers this season are like very consistent they had like a they had a solid bench in the first few first few seasons
1: i feel like they her. definitely had like after season one they were probably mapped out a bit more for season two
0: yeah but yeah that was that was the episode we yep. got through season two
1: we got what uh seven more episodes ago for season two
0: uh yeah that was episode five we got one two three four five yeah seven more nice i know we're going slow and steady here but we getting there we doing it And also
1: i feel like that we shouldn't just release everything all at once because it's building up to everything so like enjoy this long intermissions with us
0: (laughs) we're not fly by night fans like i know that the series is gonna end in a couple of months and then some people will drop off and not go back to it but like
1: we've already uh, been here for like six you've been here longer than i've been here (laughs) since it began for over a decade this shit is in my bones i I didn't start watching it until like 2015 but like my mom watched it when i was younger so i remember seeing ian and mickey like on the tv and like seeing the show but not really knowing what was going on until I started it again.
0: I don't know how to not love this show.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's anything stopping me from liking this show anymore. I got so disappointed with uh, Supernatural that Shameless now has to be my comfort.
0: <laughs> and, like, I love, I got a comment on one of my TikToks that someone was like, if Shameless is trash, then I'm a raccoon, but at least I don't watch Riverdale. And then... <laughs> Alright.
1: All right. I <laughs> oh, don't take any criticism. I watch Riverdale. <laughs> I'm Um, so excited for season five of Riverdale.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so, that was probably, that was a pretty short one, especially all the cuts I'm gonna make, it was a pretty short one, but... Yeah,
1: even with all of our freaking distractions, freaking, that was one of the fastest episodes I think we went through.
0: Yeah, since, I think since the the Casey one, since Debbie sold that baby, I think that might be our fastest one. I
1: think it's because, like, what I've noticed is that certain episodes, when it's not really, like, one main plot throughout the episode when it's a bunch of small ones it's easier to just go through the scenes because the scenes happen faster but like i feel like when it's like one character we're following them through the episode like a lot of like the frank centric episodes from like season one like i feel like those just felt so drawn out
0: and that's why like in season 10 the, the wedding episode felt so like clunk because it was all like one goal get these boys married that was it it was the whole yeah. like i'm excited i'm I'm like i we're slowly picking up little little uh listeners here and there and we appreciate all of you yes we really do if you listen to our show um please tell other people to listen to our show (laughs) um we would love to get more listeners we would love to get more listeners so that we could maybe start making any money at all and maybe get better microphones or be able to do other stuff and more fun things. Um,
1: and if you want to sponsor us, you can do.
0: <laughs> we have a Ko-fi. It's in our link tree. Um, or it's in our. It's. I think it's linked on our website. Our Ko-fi. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, it it my- will
1: be linked as as when this episode is released. Our Ko-fi will be on our uh our website.
0: <laughs> but you know what is on the website now is my uh dissertation about mickey milkovich and it his is through the first four seasons of shameless i am very proud of it it is up there now and you can find our website in the bios of our instagram and our twitter which are luck we had pod just at luck we had pod on instagram and on twitter, twitter. um the luck we had pod tiktok any and if you search up like the luck we had pod on tiktok it'll link you to my tiktok which is at abnormal amanda underscore 18 You can follow me on Instagram at AbnormalAmanda18, and you can follow me on Twitter at AbnormalAmanda. Where can they follow you, Evan?
1: And then you guys can go ahead and follow me on Instagram or TikTok at iwannadie 4000 Um, I do have a Twitter, um, which I don't use as much, um, but it is InternetLifeYo, so go ahead and follow me there as well. And as Amanda said, all of our links to our website is in our Twitter bio, and then honestly, if you just Google the luck we had, any service that we do have our spot our uh podcast uh, streaming on it it will show up i just looked and stitcher and everything is there
0: yes pod like spotify apple podcast stitcher soundcloud a bunch of other like shoot off podcast things that people listen to on androids they're all there we're 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 everywhere we're a little bit we're
1: everywhere if you can if you can't listen to us yes you can <laughs> we're
0: on youtube sometimes the the episodes drop a few days later on youtube but we are on youtube i promise and i think they're even closed captioned on youtube they're not like perfect but they're pretty good i like let the closed captions run oh um, hell yeah i'm also addicted to the new thread closed caption thing on instagram i use it on tiktok all the time it's my favorite uh but we should it's a short one but we should get out of here yeah
1: we should <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Make sure to reach out to us if you have any questions or if you want to talk about the podcast with us as well. We would always love to hear what you have to say.
0: Or if you're Um, watching the new season and you just need someone to yell at, just message us. Please.
1: That's us. Hit us up. We're here. We're talking. We'll be down to talk about this because we know other people will as well.
0: You can email us at luckwehadpod at gmail dot com to just go the fuck off about what you thought about the episode. Our
1: email is on our website, so go ahead and you can find everything you need to contact us to bully us to talk to us about <laughs> Shameless. You can find our information on uh, the Luck We Had Pod that card deck. That-
0: Please don't bully us. Um, <laughs> but do subscribe, rate, and review, and, and be nice to us, please. Yeah. Uh, and we, uh, by the time this airs, this this will come out on Tuesday, so the episode will be just a few. The first episode of season eleven will be just a few days away, and we will have things to talk about when that we airs. We'll be very excited. You'll either get a short episode drop from us if we have like a minute one time in the week to talk. Or we'll add it to the front of one of our episodes. I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there.
1: We'll see what happens.
0: But until then, thanks everybody. And we'll, t- we'll see you in two weeks.
1: We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.